Amen? Well, we're going to dive into this tonight. I'm so excited about this message. The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. And, you know, um, let's go to James. I'm, we're gonna, I told Sam we're going to go backwards a little bit tonight. There's three things. If you want to write this down at the top of your notes before we start tonight, because there's three things that I believe in studying this out and listening to Brother Keith Moore teach on this subject, there's three things that I found that we have to have in order for us to, to walk into the wealth of the wicked being laid up for us, the just. Number one is you've got to have faith in the blessing. One of the things you'll see in uh, Abraham's life, we've been looking at all the patriarchs and all the ways that they're walking the blessing, but you see it in Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and you see it here in Joseph as they understood that they had a blessing on their life that was irrevocable. So you have to have faith in the blessing that is on your life in order for you to walk in the fullness of what God intends for you to walk in, especially where wealth of the wicked being laid up for the just, okay? The second thing you have to have is faithfulness faithfulness, because you, you, it's just one thing to ha- believe in something, but it's another thing to put your faith in action with it. And you see these men, no matter what, they never drew back from, or compromised their faith in what God promised them in the situations that they were going through, because they all went through some things, amen? They're, and you know what? You're going to go through things. He causes it to rain on the good and the bad. It's just the way life is, amen? But your anchor and you staying faithful Come on, Pastor Justin preaching on staying right now. It's a consistency. What do you see in these, in these men's lives is a consistency in their life that allowed them to be set up for the blessing of the Lord to come on them and overtake them. Amen? Come on now. You see, people, this doesn't happen. It doesn't fall off like ripe apples off a tree, buddy. You're going to have to do something. Amen? You're going to have to make sure that you stay the course. You're not, you're not wandering off. You're not looking to the left or the right. You're going straight forward with what God's told you to go with. Amen. No matter what the circumstances you face, no matter what job or unemployment that you're facing in the situation, your trust is not in those things. Your trust has got to constantly be in what God has promised you, and that's what you're blessed to be a blessing. And that blessing is on you, and you've got to stay faithful in the process, not just say, yeah, I believe that. Come on. That's, that's what we have to do. We've got to stay with it. Stick, I like this, stick-to-itiveness. You got to stick with it. Come on. You know, you got to you got to be willing to fight. Amen. And when you've done all the do, fight and keep fighting. My brother Dr. Savell said doing all to do, stand, I stand there for. Stand. You know, that's who what we got you're going to stand in the midst of it and go, "You know what? I'm not giving up." My mom used to tell me when I was a kid, you know, there's sometimes in your life that you're going to face some certain situations and when you get to the end of the rope, cuz everybody ever said, "Man, when you get to tie a knot." That's what she said, "Tie a knot, hang on, and God will pull you through." I'm, 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 pay attention. You, there's sometimes when you feel like, man, I've exhausted everything that I know to do in my natural. I'm just pressing. And sometimes you feel like you're never going to get out of a situation. But if you'll tie on, tie a knot at the end of it and just hang on and say, okay, God, help me through this. You're going to get through this. Yeah. Amen. We've got to have our faith. We've got to stay faithful in the midst of the storms because the storms are going to come. Right. Amen. But when we learn how to stand in the midst of the storm and the center of that storm and say, you know what? I'm not moved. I'm not moved by what I see. I don't judge after the sight of my eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of my ears. But I know in whom I have believed, and I will stand fast in what he has spoken unto me. Amen? That's what's got to be our anchor. That's what's got to be who we are on the inside of us. You see this throughout this. And the third thing is, is we got to believe that that wealth is laid up for us. we got we got to believe that that wealth is laid up for us. Okay? Who's us? 
The just. The just. The just. Pastor Justin said this morning, this, uh, this past Sunday, but I, the just shall live. I love that. Live, man. You got to pump yourself up. You got to live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live, not just life. I wrote this down because as we're going through this, um, I'm going to go to, in, um, in Matthew chapter 25, I'm going to refer to this parable. In Matthew chapter 25, we see the parable of the talents. Amen. And you'll see he was given somewhere five, two, you know, and it goes on. But this is what I love about this. He says in the parable of the talents in verse 26, says the slothful servant. He called the one. Here's, the, here's what's so important because in the process of going to where God has promised you to go and the, the, the where we're going tonight is the wealth of the sinner being laid up for us, the just. Okay. In the process of going there, it's so easy to become slothful. Okay. Now, not, this isn't lazy. This is, slothful is a totally different word. It's, it's, a, it's a word, I'm going to read the definition of this for you. Slothful, and I got this from Rick Renner's Sparkling Gems. Rick Renner said, to my utter amazement, I discovered that slothful doesn't have anything to do with laziness. It comes from the Greek word northos and describes something that is dull, monotonous, unexciting, something that is slow and sluggish, or something that has lost its speed or momentum. Okay, so you're sitting here, and this is, this is the real reality of it is. You're just going through the motions. You're just going through uh, the Christian, I'm coming to church on Wednesday because it's Wednesday. I go to church on Sunday because it's Sunday. I read my Bible because I have to, or I should. You know, that's not, that's what he's saying. It's a slothful person. You're not taking what's been given to you, that measure of faith, the measure of faith. Pastor Justin talked to us about on Sunday. You're not taking the measure of faith and developing it and working it out and doing something with this. You've got just as much muscles as I've got, Vic. So whether or not I bench more than Vic or, bench, or Vic benches more than me, it's dependent upon how much I have exercised those muscles. And so no matter where you are in your life, if you stop, being diligent, if you stop being uh, exerting your energy towards what God has promised you, it, it's going to become dull, monotonous, and it's not going to have any effect in your life. Because the reality of it is, is not everybody, that terrible, the talent, talents, it, the reality of it is when we get to heaven, not everybody is going to get the same stuff. That's what Jesus is preaching about right there. And what is it measured by? By the measure of your faith that you have developed. You and I have got to believe that God said this. And so if we believe that he said it, we have to receive it and walk in it and take hold of it in our lives. Amen? It's a constant thing. But we got to do We can't do it as I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm reading my scripture for today. Let's see here. No. Man, you get excited about it. You're walking, you're walking the floor. You're pushing. Man, if your baby's on a deathbed, don't tell me you're just sitting there going. No, you're not. You're sitting there. Well, man, God, God's got to do something. You're getting help from here. You're calling this person. You're praying for, asking this person to pray with you. You're opening up your Bible. You're looking. You're, you're, you're hearing the words. You're doing whatever you have to do. You got the word going in your ears day and night into the baby's ears. You do whatever it takes. Right? You do whatever it takes. To make it happen. So you're not going to see this take place in your life if you're going to get slothful in the process. 
because you're going to have an opportunity to just fall in suit with everybody else, and this is just a good old Christian life that I'm supposed to live, and it's okay. God blesses somebody. He blesses those who believe in that blessing. And work it. Amen? Come on. Woo-woo. I'm excited. Say, I am the blessed. So we've got to believe in that blessing, and then that's going to happen to us. Amen? Um, in James... I heard Dr. Seville minister on this years ago, and it's just powerful. But in James chapter 5, starting in verse 1, we see a situation here because we're going to take the Old Testament where uh, Joseph was and Moses and look at a couple of areas where the wealth of the sinner was laid up for the just, and there was a transfer that took place. Now, what you need to see is there's a transfer that's taking place on the face of the earth even right now as we are in the midst of what we're doing. Okay, and then, but let's read this so you can see this from the word of God. It says, go to now, you rich men. Okay, this isn't like you and me rich. It's like that's all there is is their wealth, is is their finances. Totally different aspect. Weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted. Your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver is cankered. And the rust of them shall be a witness against you. And shall eat your flesh as it were fire. You have heaped up treasures together for the last days. Behold the, li- the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud, crieth. And the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of the Sabaoth. And that Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. You lived in the, in the pleasure on the earth and been wanting. You have nourished your hearts as in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and killed the just, and he doth not resist you. Be patient, therefore, brethren. This is talking to me and you now. Unto the coming of the Lord, behold, the husband waited for the precious fruits of the earth and hath long patience for it until he received the early and the latter rain. There is a transfer that is taking place on the face of the earth. And I love what he says. The Lord, he's crying out. The person that's going to get this is the one that's crying out for it. Hello? Because here it is. That money, what, what? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, right? And he made it for who? For us. And so when the wealth of the sinner, when the people are out there making their money and they're doing it in all kinds of sorry ways, right? And they're taking advantage of, I mean, because they make money a lot of different crazy ways nowadays, right? And so what God is saying is, dude, that money's not supposed to belong to them. That money's supposed to belong to you. But God is waiting for someone that's going to speak up because out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. And if you're not calling out for the finances that belong to you, then they're staying in the hands of the sinner. You and I have got to speak forth those things out of our mouth. We have a covenant with Almighty God, and we've got to constantly cry out, hey, that doesn't belong to them. And you know what? That money's actually crying to us. I don't belong to them. I belong to you. Seriously. That money, those finances, that wealth does not, they don't belong to a crooked and perverse generation. The, 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 this earth was, is, is mine and yours. We're supposed to subdue it, have dominion over it. The creature, the earth, longeth for the manifestations of the sons of God. They're going, I don't want to be with them anymore. I don't want to be with them anymore. I don't want to be with them. I want to, you know, you understand? I want to have purpose. Because see, he who sows to the flesh, shall of the flesh reap corruption. But when it gets in the hands of the saint, hello, 
and out of the hands of the sinner and into the hands of the saint, all of a sudden it has an eternal weight of glory because he who sows to the Spirit, it shall reap everlasting life. It shall have an everlasting effect on life. Because what are we going to do? We're going to take the money just like we were singing a few minutes ago and give God the glory. Because what does he say in Deuteronomy chapter 8, 18? It is he that giveth us the power to get the wealth so that he can establish his covenant with us on the face of the earth. We are blessed to be a blessing. We need to be crying out just like it's crying out to us. You can just say, come on over here. Come on over here. Come on over here. Come on. You belong. Come on. Money cometh to, I know that's a, it's, uh, people have taken it in a crazy directions, but money cometh to me. It works. Amen? Amen. With the right purpose. Okay? With the right steadfastness. Hello? With the integrity of heart. You're, you and I are called to call those things that be not as though they were. You gotta, you gotta bind the enemy, loose that money to come to you. You know, we're loosing angels to minister for us. When you, the angels are hearkening, they're waiting. Hello, hello, hello. And you, all you're, they're waiting for me and you to start talking. Stop letting your bills talk to you and start talking to your bills. Come on. My God is more than enough. My God supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. When I give, it is, you got to constantly be speaking this out of your mouth. Because it's not just going to transfer to just anybody. Amen. It's going to transfer to the just. Those that know in whom they have believed. Those who know who they are in Christ Jesus. The just are the righteous. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, I have a right to the wealth coming to me from the sinner. Come on. And I receive it. I take it by grace through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. For what he has done for me. Now, let's look at the life of Joseph. That just gives you a starter. You know, the foundation for what we're studying here is that God says to us in in 3 John chapter uh, 2, he says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. What's taking place with us right now as 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 a fellowship of believers? As the family of God, we're renewing our mind right now. Our faith is getting stronger and stronger and stronger because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Don't think that your labor in the Lord is in vain. You, you keep coming on Wednesday nights. You keep coming on Sundays. You keep listening to the message. Don't just listen to the message once. Go back and listen, especially when God's talking to you. You need to, that's your message. You take that and you need to go listen to it because until it becomes not just in your head, it gets into your heart. Because when it gets into your heart, it'll produce the harvest that God intended for it to, to, to produce. Amen? And so we got to keep hearing this over and over and over again. Lester <laughs> Summerall said, other people's heads are no place from, for me to t- look for my happiness. Okay? That's pretty good, isn't it? Because a lot of times people are going to try to discourage you from the, from the situation that you're living in. Yeah. Come on now. There's a goosebump thief that sits outside the doors every time we come to church. And they're waiting for you on the phone if you'll, if you'll answer the call. Hello? Or look at your text messages. Amen? Hello? And you've got to fight the good fight of faith. And the only good fight is the fight you win. So don't allow other people. Because I'm telling you, this is the thing about it is, is that you and I, there's a lot of Christians out there. Hello? They don't believe what I'm talking about tonight. They have, they have not put themselves in that right place, in that righteous place. Oh, Brother Rick, I'm just a sinner. 
Saved by grace. Well, are you a sinner or are you saved by grace? Because you can't be both. Right? But that's their thought process. Oh, don't, come on. And I'm telling you, they're going to be the ones that try to discourage you from receiving what God has in store for you. What God has already purchased through for you through the blood of Jesus Christ. And you're going to have to hold fast the profession of your faith. You're going to have to hold on to it tight. Wage a good warfare. Amen? Boy, Pastor Justin was preaching this Sunday morning. You can go back and listen to that, too. That'll stir you up. Amen? <laughs> Let's get into this. Let's go to Genesis. Chapter 39. Genesis 39. This is the story. We've been going through this. This is so, so good. I'll pull it up in my Bible, too. Got my notes. But. Now, just a backtrack on Joseph. Y'all remember Joseph. Um, Dr. Javel wrote a book. You need to get it. It's, it's in the bookstore. But it says, if Satan can't steal your joy, he can't steal your dreams. Okay? Because what Satan is trying to get you off your course that God has intended for you. And the whole life of Joseph is what you see is that God gave him a dream as a young boy. And I'm telling you, there's some dream thieves in your life that you got to watch out for. It's not the people. It's Satan. He uses people and circumstances and situations to try to get you off course. Don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Amen? It's not the people. There's a reality. There's a real devil out there, and he's trying to steal, kill, and destroy your dreams. Because if he can destroy, like Pastor Justin was saying, he can destroy your dreams or your vision, then he's got you covered. He's taking you out. we got to stay the course. Don't lose sight of the vision that God's given you on the inside. I'm telling you, there there are things on the inside of each and every one of us that God's placed in our hearts for a purpose for him to come and bring something to pass in our lives so that we can be the blessing that he intended for us to be from before the foundations of the world. And you're the only person that can do those dreams. Joseph had a dream, and his dream cost him I think Joseph grew a lot through all of his circumstances because he came out just talking about his dreams and bragging about his dreams. You know, come on. Comes out, man, I had this dream. Y'all going to all bow down to me. And one thing led to another. Joseph ends up, where does Joseph end up? He ends up sold into slavery, right? But you know what? His dream didn't change. The vision that God had for him didn't change. But, and if Satan can't steal your joy, he can't steal your dreams. And he didn't let his circumstances affect him. What did he do? He went to the next. He had faith in that blessing that was on his life. Didn't matter what they did to him. Brothers tried to kill him. It's crazy. Brothers tried to kill him. Tried to take him out. What did he say? He stayed the course. He stayed the course. He didn't get moved. He's like, you know, the blessing's still on me. So what does he do? He goes over to Potiphar's house, right? Oh, he's, he's making it happen. That blessing is working for him in Potiphar's house. I mean, every, Potiphar didn't even worry about what he was going to eat because he knew Joseph had it all taken care of. He didn't, have, he didn't care. What, he, did, he let it all go. Whatever, Joseph. Joseph had it all. Joseph ran the house. He ran, the, he ran everybody. The only thing he couldn't touch was his wife. But his wife had other intentions. Hello? And there could be a lot of different scenarios of why. I mean, Joseph's a good-looking guy. The Bible says he was a handsome dude. You go look that up. 
And he was fine looking, what the Bible says. You look it up in the Amplified. It says he was fine looking. So the boy had something, and he's working all the time, so you know he got a few muscles, amen? You know? But the other aspect of it is, is Potiphar loved Joseph. You don't think a woman had a hard time with somebody that ran the house and she didn't? Come on, women. Some man come in your house and run your house. Mm-hmm. Think about it. There's a lot of things could be, could be going on there. No matter what, in Joseph's life, he stayed his course. Okay, so we pick up here in chapter 39. He gets thrown into prison because he's falsely accused. And I love this. Verse 2, it says, and the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord is God with you. He never leaves you nor forsakes you, does he? And listen to this. And he was a prosperous man. Hmm. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw the Lord was with him. See there, look at that. People, not only do you need to know that God is with you, but when you are truly walking with God, everybody else is going to know that God is with you too. And the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer over his house and all that he had and put it in his hand. And it came to pass from, t- from the time that he had made his, him overseer in his house and over all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sakes, and the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. So you see the blessing. That's why I said earlier, you got to have faith in the blessing. Amen? You and I have got to have faith in the blessing that's on our lives. Now, how did the blessing come to us? Galatians 3.13, right? All right? Real simple. It says, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on us. Wow, by faith. We have faith in what Jesus did for us. We carry the same blessing that was on Joseph, the same blessing that was on Isaac, the same blessing. Did you see this? On Abraham, it's the same blessing. So we got to have faith in that blessing. The blessing is a supernatural force. (laughs) It's on us and it works increase for us. The more we believe in this, the more we will see it. Because the blessing is on you and me, people may think it isn't fair what God does for us. (laughs) Hello? Seriously? Why did you get that job? How come you got that promotion? Come on, they're looking at you and they're scratching their head. I do, I'm better than them than that. Come on. It has nothing to do with your good looks or your abilities. It has everything to do with the anointing that's on your life that is a blessing that God placed upon your life when you ask Jesus to come into your heart. And let people scratch their heads and look at you like, what in the world, why you? And say, but God, but God. You give God the glory because when he gives you the power to get the wealth, establish his covenant with him, you and I have got to give him the glory for what he's doing in our life. So what we saying before, that's why the anointing showed up in this place because that's what we are going to continuously do in this church. Give God the glory for what he's doing in this house. Amen? You can have it if you believe for it and walk in it. The blessing is the envy of others because until they have a revelation of it, they won't experience it or understand it. You know, the carnal mind can't comprehend the things that God has in store for you. And and the thing about it is, is you don't try to get the blessing by trying to get the blessing. That's not how it comes. It comes from a hunger and desire for God Almighty and an honor and reverent, reverentially worshiping him for who he is and who he created you to be. He's your creator. Just falling in love with the man who created you. 
with the God that created you. That's what sets you up for the blessing. It just comes on you because you have a relationship with him. You know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Joseph knew in whom he had believed. He didn't put his trust in Potiphar or this or that. He stayed the course, amen? Look at this in verse, uh, chapter, in verse 20 of that same verse, Genesis. But while Joseph was in their prison, because you know he got thrown into prison, the Lord was with him. Isn't that interesting? He says it again in verse 21. The Lord was with him. And he showed him kindness and granted him favor. That's part of the blessing right there. In the eyes of the prison warden, and the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you got to realize that this wasn't just a prison like you think of today. It was run by your government. The king, the pot, pharaoh, ran, this was in order. Of, so here he is inside of a prison. All of a sudden, he becomes the top guy in the prison. And your prison warden had to be somebody that was high up in military rank. But he had enough sense about him that there's something different about this guy. There's an anointing on him, and I need to tap in. There's something about this guy that if I give him some leadway here, he's going to make me look good. Because they weren't giving it to Joseph for Joseph's sake. Come on, you think Potiphar gave it to Potiphar, uh, gave it to Joseph because for Joseph? No, he was making Potiphar rich. He was making the increase come on him because that blessing was on him. And this jailer, it didn't take him long either. Dude, man, I get him on my team. I got it going on. I ain't losing no more. I ain't got to worry about my job forever. Seriously. Now, is that how people look at you? Hallelujah. Here's the first thing. Is that how you look at you? Because you have to have that revelation. We'll go back and remember, you, you and I have to have belief that we are the just. Amen. We are the righteousness of God. I am clean. I am holy. I am pure. His compassions fail not. They are new yeah. every morning. Great is his faithfulness. That has nothing to do with me. Right. <laughs> I was crucified, like Pastor Justin said uh, in his last sermon, I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. The life I live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, not my own faith. Right, That's, we got to have so much confidence in what Jesus has done for us Amen. to set the record straight and put us back on the throne with him. Amen. We've been seated with Jesus in heavenly places, far above all principality, power, might, and dominion. He's given us in his name, which is above all names. Amen. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue can confess that Jesus is Lord. Amen. He's given us the command of the post. Yes. Hello? We're the righteousness of God. Yeah. So wherever we go and whatever we do, our hands should be prospering whatever we're doing. Yeah. If you work or subcontract or do things for us, they should recognize, dude, I need to get that guy on my job site because there's something that happens when he's on my job site. Amen. Somebody at your, at your workplace, and you know what? Everything that they're doing, I was talking to Miss Betty just the other day, and she was saying that uh, her boss, they finally realized she's in investments and helps people with things. And all of a sudden, she came in there as low person on a totem pole, but they're realizing that she's getting all the clients all of a sudden. You know what her boss said? It's because of her Christian values. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they're working hundreds of millions of dollars all the time, you know, entrusted with that kind of thing. What is it? They, and what are they going to do? They're going to start sending her the right clients because she's going to know what to do with them. Come on. 
That's the blessing. That should be us everywhere we go. But you know what? She, she believes in it. It, it, it's, on, it's on all believers, but it's whether or not you truly believe that it's operating for you and in your life. Amen. Joseph didn't think he could fail. Right. Amen. That boy just hit him. What you want? But you know what? You're going to see about him, it wasn't what he could do. He always looked unto God. I'm not the one that's going to reveal this dream to you. God reveals dreams. Hmm. Because it's so easy to get a little bit of success and think you have a right. Yes, Come on. Who? But yet God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. Yeah. The ability, grace, I always like to look at grace as the ability to win in any circumstance. Amen. He gives you that grace, the ability to win in any circumstance. Amen. No matter what you're facing, it's a grace that's on you by faith. They work together. Amen. Grace and faith. Joseph was in the prison, but the prison wasn't in him. It's recorded that he was probably there close to, uh, I think, like 14 years. Close to it. No, I think it was seven in one and seven in the other. So between the two, close to seven years. As a young boy, he was slowed into slavery. By the time he was 30s, when he became Pharaoh's right-hand man. But for seven, about six or seven years, he was with Potiphar. And then for another six or seven years, he was in prison. So he had been in prison five years before anybody even really understood all that was about him before the dreams came about. And then he had to wait another two more years before he even got out for the other thing. Let's look at this. So in verse, chapter 40, verse 6 through 8, this is in the NIV. When Joseph came to them the next morning, because here he is, he's the keeper of the, the uh, uh, whole entire prison. So all of a sudden the butler and the, um, the baker... They come into the prison. They're of the royal palace. They're coming right out of the royal palace. They get a little bit of special treatment. So they go straight to Joseph. They don't just go to anybody. Right. Okay? So there they are. And he walks in. And he, you know, think about this. Here's Joseph. He's in prison. What does he ask him? When Joseph came in, this is verse 6, came in to them the next morning, he saw that they were dejected. So he asked Pharaoh's officials who were in custody with him in the master's house, why do you look so sad today? Okay, wait a second. Take the picture. They're in prison. <laughs> Hello? Joseph. But see, Joseph was in the prison too. But he didn't have their mindset. They had only been in there a day. Come on. He had been in there for four or five years. Well, you don't know what kind of job I got, what they're putting me through, Pastor Rick, and this, and come, Pastor Justin. You don't know what I'm going through. You're not in prison, are you? Hello? In a dungeon, not like our prisons today, where you got direct TV or something in there. Come on. Seriously? Come on now. Joseph, I mean, that's steadfastness. That's faithfulness. That's not being moved by circumstance. I'm telling you, the wealth of the sinners not going to transfer over to just anybody. Right. You're going to stand and no, no matter what's going on around you, you're just you, man. Hi, how you doing today? <laughs> Hi, how are you? Good to see you today. No matter what's going on around you. Hello, everybody. When you walk in, you brighten up the room every time you walk into the room. They, look at you, they don't look at you and go, oh, no, they showed up. 
No, they, they look at you, oh, yeah, well, how are you doing today? Amen. And they're excited that you, you know, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. You know, remember that? Cheers. Okay. All right, so you, you want that experience everywhere you go, though. You know? And so it, it has to be that way. How does that come? But by developing a steadfast faith in what God has promised you, he was not letting go of the dream that was on the inside of him. He was not being moved by the circumstances that looked like they were unchangeable. Come on, this is so cool. So, (laughs) he says, we both had dreams. They answered, but there is no one to interpret them. Then Joseph said to them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me your dreams. Yes, that's exactly right, Pastor Annette. That is confidence. In what? In the covenant that he had with God that had been handed down to him from generation to generation that was seeded into him by faith through his dad, by faith through his family, by faith through his grandpa, by faith that was constantly being developed. And that's why Abraham was given this assignment because God knew that Abraham would teach his children's children how to observe and understand and love the covenant that they had with Almighty God. So no matter what came his ways, he knew he had a covenant with God and he knew he could call upon God. And he was in an old covenant We're in a new covenant built upon better promises with a high priest that is ever at the right hand of the Father interceding for us who are heirs unto salvation. And he's asking us to come boldly to the throne room of grace to obtain mercy and help in time of need. So when there's a tragedy going on in your workplace, looks like a job for the Holy Ghost. Come on now. You step up and just go, God, I know you can give us the answer in this. You, you start pressing it. God, I know that you can give me the insight, the ideas, and the concept. I believe in, I know in whom I believe, and you are the answer for them in this situation. And when you get, give them the answer that God gives you, then you give God the glory for it, and God will continue to promote you. Because Joseph had to be faithful in every situation that he was going to and going through. Amen? And that's got to be us. He who's faithful with little is going to be faithful with much. He didn't start off at Potiphar's head man. He didn't start off in the prison as the head honcho. He had to start down at the bottom just like everybody else did. Amen? But it didn't take him long to get up to the top. And I'm telling you, if you'll do the same thing, it's not going to take you long no matter where you are today. But you got to start sometime. Might as well start today. Come on. Another bad day for the devil, another great day for you. You woke up this morning, you have a covenant with Almighty God. And you're going to choose this day, every single day, whom you're going to serve. Every single day, you'll get up and you'll stay steadfast in whom you have believed. And he knows the plans that he has for you, plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. So you're going to keep pressing towards the mark for the prize, your prize. It's your race that you're running that's in Christ Jesus and fulfill your destiny and reach your destination. Amen? So, Joseph... He gets it done. How? He goes to God. He interprets their dreams. You know the story. He interprets both of them dreams. Now, what's interesting is that he interprets the first one's dream, which is the butler. And in the process of it, um, he gets, you know, tells him that he's going to be restored within three days back to the king. So the other one's like, okay, what's my dream? 
And so the next one's not too good. You know, in three days, you're going to be hung, and they're going to eat from the top. The birds are going to eat from the top of your head. So it wasn't, wasn't real good. So, uh, but either way, he sowed the seed into this guy, and look at what happens next. Two years later. Two years later? Two years later? Can you It's impressive. Two years later. Okay, so here he is. You, you got to realize, this guy is with Pharaoh every single day for two years. Ain't no Joseph. Ain't nothing, no comment whatsoever for two years. Wow, isn't that something? What would you do for two years if you're manifest? We, come on. What are you standing for right now? What are you believing for right now? Whether it takes two years or 20 to say that God did it? Yes. Hello? Be in the midst of it? Man, but I'm telling you, if you're willing to stand forever, you won't have to stand that long. But you got to be, you know, you are, I'm not drawing back. This is what God's word says. I'm sticking with it. I'm going to stay in the midst of this. That's the word of God. It won't return void. It will do what it set out to do. It is mine, and I'm hanging on to it. Joseph was relentless. He was not going to draw back from that. He kept doing what he was to do, and that's lead where he was. Hmm. Hallelujah. Joseph answered Pharaoh. Hold on, let's pull Joseph out of the... Let me get my scripture notes here. I apologize. Okay. Chapter 41. Let's look at chapter 41 together for just a moment. In chapter 41, uh, in verse 8, And it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled, and he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all the wise men thereof. And Pharaoh told them his dream, but there was none that could interpret them unto Pharaoh. Then spake the chief butler unto Pharaoh, saying, I do remember my faults this day. He repented. Pharaoh was wroth with his servants. Man, that's looking for death right there. He's ticked off. And put me in the word ward in the captain of the guard's house, both me and the chief baker. And we dreamed a dream in one night. And I and he, we dreamed each man according to the interpretation of his dream. And there was with us a young man, a Hebrew servant to the captain of the guard. And we told him, and he interpreted us our dreams. To each man, according to his dream, he interpreted. And it came to pass, as he interpreted to us, so it was. Me he restored unto mine office, and him he hanged. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon. And he shaved himself, and changed his raiment, and came in unto Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. And I have heard say of thee that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. And Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, It is not in me. Now, we know Christ is in us now. Back then, he didn't live in him. But God shall give Pharaoh the answer to the peace. It's not in your natural ability to do what it is that God's called you to do. It's in the supernatural presence of God that comes to live in on the inside of us so that we can reconcile the world back unto him through our, our relationship with him and the world. Amen? 
That's you and I. And so Joseph understood that. Pharaoh's looking to Joseph. Now see, the world's going to look at the natural man because that's what the world does. They don't understand the spiritual. They can't understand what's spiritual. So they need someone to manifest something in the flesh. That's why I, I tell my wife this all the time. We talk about it, but he who wins souls is wise. Not he, not he who gets people saved. It's he who wins souls is wise. Jesse says this, if you can win them to yourself, well, that's the soulish realm. You can win them to Jesus. The problem with most Christians is they can't win anybody to themselves because nobody wants to be like them. Come on, but not everybody. Say, not me. me. Say, I'm attractive. attractive. Why? Because you have the blessing on the inside of you. Because it's attracting the people. They're they're looking at you. How come you, how did you do that? That's a short testimony for me. I coached for four years. And I had a state championship within four years. As a basketball, that's not normal. I know guys that live their whole entire life don't even come close to winning a state championship. It's not because of, but I'm telling you, it wasn't because of my excellent skills. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. It's called the grace of God. Because I've, I've seen it time and time again. The best team doesn't always win the championship. There's, there's something supernatural about winning. And it comes from God. Right. Success isn't just success on a board or in a checkbook. It's, it's when it's all said and done, you're still standing there and the glory of God still resting upon you. Amen. And you're like Jesus, you change not. Because if you can learn how to win in one area of your life, you can win in any area of your life. And what Joseph learned how to do, it didn't matter if he was in Potiphar's house, it didn't matter if he was in the jail house, it didn't matter if he was in Pharaoh's house. He knew that he had the anointing to win. That's right. Amen. Amen. And you have to be totally convinced that that anointing is on you in order for you to walk in what is God has called you to walk in. And, we, and faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So keep developing that faith on the inside of you. And in one day, you can go from the jailhouse to the king's house. And not just in the king's house, own everything that the king has. You see that? Joseph, all of a sudden, he turned around. You know what? He makes him. So he interprets Pharaoh's dream. You can look at that. We're going to, I'm not going to read the whole entire passage. But he interprets Pharaoh's dream. And then he tells him, this is what's going to happen. The seven skinny cows, the seven fat cows. The seven fat cows are going to come first. You're going to have seven years of plenty. The seven skinny cows are seven years of the worst famine that you'll ever see on the face of the earth. And they're going to swallow up everything that was in the thing. And the other one was the wheat's the same way, the tares. So there's a whole aspect of it. You're going to have, you're going to have seven years of plenty, and you're going to have seven years of lack. And this is what you need to do. Then he starts giving him direction. This is what you need to do. All of a sudden, he starts seeing this boy is more than what it, more than meets the eye. Come on now. All of a sudden, he starts seeing there is something different about this kid. Because all of a sudden, he starts telling him, you know what you need to do? You need to set people into this situation. You need to have uh, 20, you need to save back 20% of everything that comes in. Put it in a He starts telling him a game plan. There you go. And he's going, dude, dad, there, you know what he says? There is no one else that I know that has a spirit of God on the inside of him. Who else do I need to look for? You the man. And he's always quick. No, God is my source. I know in whom I have believed. I'm not here by accident. You're not in your workplace right now by accident. 
You're not where you, where you live. and You're not even living in the house that you're living in by accident right now. You don't even have the friends that you have right now by accident. It's because you were called to be a light into a dark place. And you and I, let our light shine and let the glory of God manifest in our life so that others will be attracted to what's on the inside of us, just like it was for Joseph. I mean, Joseph went from the dungeon to, dude, he, he's riding, he's scampering out. He's like getting on Air Force One and going from state to state trying to figure out, okay, what's the country look like so that I can make sure I can manage it for the next seven years. That's, that's what you read the scriptures, and that's exactly what he did next. He mounted up, and he probably took Rolls Royce over there. Take whatever, he said, the best chariot so he can have whatever cars in the house. The best of the best in the whole entire land. Maserati, I don't know what you like. Whatever he wanted, he had. Do you, you see this? What is that? The wealth of the sinner went from the, the sinner to the just in one day. A transfer like that. Transfer like that. How did it come? Because the anointing that was on Joseph's life. But not just the anointing that was on Joseph's life. It was the steadfastness lifestyle that he had led for years that led him to the point. You don't think that when he was in Pharaoh's, I mean Potiphar's house, he was learning how to sell and buy livestock. He was learning how to buy lands. He was learning how to cultivate things. He was learning, you, you got to see this. He made him a very prosperous man, but he had rule over his whole entire household. He was learning things. Not only that, then he goes to the dungeon and then he learns the military way. Okay, if I'm going to run this government, I'm the second. I tell everybody what to do now. I'm the man in charge. So what does he do? For the next seven years, he's learning all the ways of that customs of that society so that he could prosper and succeed in that society. So why are you asking, why do I have the job that I have? For a reason? That's bigger than yourself? That God wants to do something with in due season and at the appointed time of the Lord? Trust the Lord in what he's doing in your life right now and do it with confidence. Do it with excitement. Do it with joy. Stay steadfast in the process of what God has for you and eventually the wealth of the sinner will be laid up for the just. Because God's looking for someone to pour out his blessing upon on and it's, it's the person that's willing to give him the glory and the honor for it but also the person that's willing to stay faithful in the process of going down that road. You know, that's why he says many, the, the, the narrow, the, you know, the, there's a wide road and a narrow road. Yeah. Everybody wants to go down the wide road because it's easy. The narrow road, nobody wants to go down there because it's tough. Yeah. Staying in the midst of the storm when everything else is going. You know what you need to do? When you're in the midst of the storm, go straight into it because that's when you get the most velocity to do what it is that you're capable of doing. Right. You don't run away from a storm. You run into the storm. It's just like David. I mean, you look at the covenant of the blessing that was on these patriarchs' lives, and it's because they knew in whom they had belief, and they never ran from a situation. They ran into the situation. It's constant, and it stays that way. And if we're going to walk in the blessing of the Lord, we're going to have to experience this, experience the exact same thing in our own lives. Stay steadfast, stay focused, stay in faith, and be faithful in the process. And confident in who you are in Christ Jesus. Let's look at a couple other things. I want to just give you some scriptures real quick. And uh, that'll help you. Proverbs 13, 18. It says here in Proverbs 13, 18 through 22. It says, poverty and shame shall be to him that refuseth instruction. Let's just go to 22. A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children. And the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Who's the just? Say, I'm the just. That's right. 
But who's the just? The just, like Pastor Justin preached on Sunday, the just shall live by faith. Not slothful, oh, you know, I, I, I believe in Jesus. Come on. No. It's my life. It's my source. It's my everything. The just shall live by faith. Got to stay steadfast into that. You and I have to do that constantly. The wealth of the sinners later for the just. Um, let's look at a couple more. Uh, let me get through my notes here. Proverbs 28.8. Proverbs 28.8. Also says that he who increases his wealth amasses riches for him that shall be kind to the poor. And what, what it says? He that, he that by usury and unjust gain increases his substance, he shall gather it for him that will pity the poor. He's going to gather. What is that? Here's this guy working all the same. I mean, eventually it's going to wind up in your hands because you're the one that is willing to establish what God needs you to establish on the face of the earth and pity the poor. To be a blessing to them. What? That's what he's looking for. If you're going to just give me, give me my name, Jimmy, and be stingy all the time, you're not going to go nowhere where God's trying to take you. Okay? And so you've got to be willing to do this. Look at a couple others. Ecclesiastes 2.26. For God giveth to a man that is good in his sight wisdom and knowledge and joy. <laughs> Get excited. But to the sinner he giveth travail to gather and to heap up that he may give it to him that is good before God. Now we know no, no one's good except for God. And we've got God living on the inside of us, so that makes us good. Right? This also is vanity and vexation of spirit. And in verse, uh, look at this in the, in the NIV translation. To the person who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. To the one that pleases God. What pleases God? Faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. The just shall live by what? Faith. Are you seeing this? we got to have so much confidence in our covenant with Almighty God, just like Joseph did. No matter where we are, that blessing is on us. It goes with us. And everything that we put our hand to prospers. Amen? Job 27, 16 says this. They're talking about the wicked man. Though he heap up silver as the dust and prepare raiment as the clay, he may prepare it, but the just shall put it on and the innocent shall divide the silver. Isn't that something? So there's three or four different scriptures right there. And if you take what we saw earlier in James chapter one, you've got to the New Testament. You're seeing this. This is God's, it's not, stop, Stop bickering and complaining about how the world looks right now. Just, there's no reason to, it's, it's, it's the world. What do you, it's a Babylonian system. It's failure. It's going to fail. It's just the reality of it is, but you don't have to fail. Because your hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. Your covenant, my covenant, isn't built upon the world system. It's built upon the promises of God. And I'm going to continuously live by faith that this blessing is on my life, no matter what the situation is. And if I'll continue to stay steadfast in it, I'm telling you, you're going to see a transfer that takes place in your life. Come 
You got to hold fast the profession of your faith. You got to cry out for it just like it's crying out for you. It's crying out, I don't belong to them. I don't belong to them. I don't belong to them. He's, they're looking, I'm telling you, the earth is looking for a deposit that it's trying to place on me and you so that we can replenish the earth, so that we can make it fresh again, Amen. live again. It's so exciting for us to be walking in the times and days. Don't be discouraged. We're living in the greatest times ever. The greatest time ever. Man, we're the glorious church, the church without spot or blemish. We have been, we have been given the mantle of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are his and he is ours. I am my beloved's and he is mine. We're walking in newness of life. We are one with the Father. Hello, thank you, Jesus. Heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. Revelation, take it, receive it, keep staying steadfast in it. This doesn't come by a one-time fix or a one-time sermon. If you're looking for a good, a quick fix, you're, you're, you're looking in the wrong place. Just reality. Quit trying to learn the tricks of the trade. Learn the trade. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith calls those things to be not as though they were. Amen? Amen. Amen. And faith works by love, but it works. You got to do it. Be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. That's faith. Come on, it doesn't get any easier than that. It's that simple, but you got to be willing to do it. I have got to constantly stir myself up to have faith just like you do. The just shall live by faith. And how, what's the greatest way to stir your faith up? Jude, it tells us, build yourself up in the most holy faith. If you don't know what to pray for, you take the word of God, you hang on to it, you meditate in it, you pray in the spirit, and God will begin to give you his word where your situation is concerned. You and I have a gift of the Holy Ghost living on the inside of us. We have the incorruptible seed that won't return void, but we got to hold fast the profession of our faith. we got to stay in faith, and we have to be faithful in the process that God has given us to live. And that's in justification in what he's called us to do. Amen? Are you ready for a transfer? Pray this with me. Say, Father God, thank you for paving the way for me. The wealth of the sinner sinner is laid up for me. me. I take it. I receive it it. by grace grace. through faith faith. in Jesus' name. name. Devil, Devil. get out of my way. way. I'm going in the way way. of my Savior Jesus. I win win. in every area of my life. In In Jesus' name, name. Amen. 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 Pastor Justin.